Welcome back uh, to another edition of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Raven had a hot girl summer, uh, so that's why we were uh, not here. Uh, yeah, blame it on me. Blame it on me. Hey, hot girl summer. That, that's, hey, that's the realness. I mean, I, I did have summer. a hot girl summer, but that's really not the reason yeah, we haven't I mean, recorded yet. You just yet. came back from Fiji and I you know, did. all that good stuff. So how, how was Fiji? Fiji was incredible. I will say that I've seen prettier beaches. What do you mean, what do you mean by that? So when you think of Fiji, I think you think of like the huts and the crystal clear water. Uh, And there were some areas of Fiji that were like that, but it's made up of 330 plus islands. And the main island that we were on, which is called Nandi, um, very, very cool place. The locals were amazing, but it's a little bit poorer country than I expected. I think I was thinking because it's so close to Australia and New Zealand, I was expecting... um, a little bit more, um, I won't say domesticated. It's not necessarily third world country, but it's close. Um, oh, it was that, it was that bad of a... Yeah, it's, like, it's definitely a poor country, but very, very... I've never met nicer, more welcoming people where they're just eager to tell you about um, their culture. And um, so the prettier islands that you think of uh, when you think of Fiji are a little bit further away. So you had to hop on a boat to get to those. And we did see some really cool stuff. So is that cost to go jump between islands? Yeah. Yeah. But it's super cheap. So I would say it's probably the the equivalent of like 20 bucks to hop on a a boat or a ferry and go to one of the other islands. So it's not like Hawaii where you got to pay like another whole flight to go to another island? No. No. Okay. Yeah, so it was an amazing trip. Um, I would recommend it for anybody, but you know, manage your expectations. The food also wasn't that great. Um, uh, so like London was. I actually like London's food. We've London talked about this. Sucks. You got to go to the Indian restaurants. Indian, London food sucks. <laughs> Introduce our guest for us. Yeah, so today we have Paul Hibbard. Yes, ma'am. All right. Uh, Paul is one of my filmmaker friends. For those of you who know, I have a, a secret wish of leaving the practice of law and, and writing films. And so Paul has been my friend and mentor in that um, awesome St. Louis filmmaker. Um, so Paul, tell tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Okay, I'm a filmmaker. Um, I'm currently doing a documentary called Here's to Us, which is about uh, pole dancing. And oh, we're about, snap. yeah, we're about one third of the way through. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, full access to this academy called. Is the Mi- like pole dancing, like in the club? It's or? some of that. Like okay, it, it, a lot of the people in the documentary, they, they, they don't shy away from that. Okay, like, okay, so, I mean, okay. most of the, most of our subjects don't, but when that subject comes up, they very much embrace it. Some of, one of our main subjects that we're focus, focusing on is um, a pretty big dancer. In Illinois, on the east side. Okay. Um, that's, that's my type. That's my so, uh, <laughs> but we have, uh, they, they come from all walks of life. We have full access to the dancers of this studio, but we are really focusing on about five to ten people. Um, and these people have the most interest. The, the woman who runs this academy, um, she gave us these subjects. They have the most interesting backgrounds. A lot of them, they use um, pole dancing as a form of either therapy or another way to kind of better their lives uh we have um wow. i never oh come on now no, i know i know i'm just I'm hey <laughs> hey i mean i think most of our listeners know even though i'm an attorney i was yeah, a I pole instructor until two weeks ago so yes i can attest to the fact that women use it as a form of fitness and artistic expression oh, not, not paying their way to college. exactly okay yeah i mean there are 
some I know. who do that. So, yeah. so uh, and no, and no hate on them no either. No, 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 no shade, no shade. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, but we have uh, like like some of our some of our subjects have been like sexually abused, and, and some of yeah. them were at the lowest parts of their life, and, and they used pole to kind of pull themselves back up. We have one uh, subject who was a, a Chinese immigrant who came to America for the first year, knew no no one was completely depressed, and her her introduction to what she now sees as America was pole dancing, and that's how she met all her friends. Wow. And, and and so we got like an immigration. We're trying to get like all of the themes that are happening now in the country, um, whether it's sexual abuse or, <laughs> around, or immigration around. and stuff like that. And we're, we're putting it all. Well, this wasn't the kind of document. This is a way different document. Yeah, it's not, it's not is, what you were thinking. Darryl. No, because I, I mean, this is one that if you y'all get a chance, it's on YouTube and it's damn good. It's called Power of the Pussy. Oh, God. No, no, no. You, <laughs> no see. <laughs> Go ahead, Daryl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Strip clubs in Atlanta. It's actually a good documentary. It's a series, like five episodes. It's pretty. You good know what? Good. You didn't. You didn't steer me wrong with plug love. So <laughs> I, I trust. The streets you. are still looking for that plug love review. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be the most downloaded episode. Plug love. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Sir. Oh no no no. So I mean that that's pretty much it. Uh, we have one subject that we are focusing on. Um, who Raven actually knows. Um, her name is Regina Sykes, and she had a, a tragedy happen in her life. Her her daughter was cr- killed, oh, and wow. so the film, along with being about pole dancing, is kind of a. A true crime story too that really um, this is really interesting. It is, it is. Yeah, I mean, this is something that this is the first documentary I've ever directed, and I wouldn't have taken it on if it wasn't for the fact that it had these themes to it that really intrigued me as a as a narrative person. Where can people kind of get ready or, or stay abreast of what so it comes out? They can come. Well, we have a Facebook page for here. Here's okay. to us, and there's also a website, so they can go to that. And we're about one third of the way through with it. It's still, we're still pretty early in it, but what we have so far is pretty incredible. So okay. we're pretty. It's probably going to take another year to a year and a half to finish. Yeah, but, that documentary will take it forever. Yeah, but when we finish, we're pretty excited about it. Okay. So yeah, and I'm a film critic too, right? For ZekeFilm.org, and I love film. So yeah, we, we are, you, I know you know your stuff, man, because you always throwing some stuff at you, and you, you, you <laughs> so you get with me. Yeah, and Paul hasn't given himself enough credit. He's also credit. He's also my fellow horror film fanatic. I love horror. Yes. I love horror, and if I, can, I, I know I'm plugging too much, but I have. Uh, <laughs> of course, no. Get it in. Get it in. I have. I have a couple films now playing at festivals, and I have uh, a couple films playing at the Salem. Uh, film festival in Salem, Massachusetts, and it's this awesome, growing, huge film festival that is is exploding. This year they had. Um, is this they, in Austin? No, I'm sorry. It's in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Salem. Okay. So and, and it's cool because like they really like focus. It's a very politically conscious horror festival. <laughs> yeah, Salem, which yeah, yeah, and, and so <laughs> and so like and that's kind of what I try to tend to make or more politically conscious horror movies and so they are they're in the middle of it it was one uh last weekend and then next weekend it's the second half and i had one movie play last weekend and the next one plays the next half and they had this all this awesome all-star group of people there they had john waters was there um elvira was there oh cool they, elvira still alive I thought yeah she apparently she's still, she's still alive she looks great i mean I she, she died though for some reason no, no. She, she looks <laughs> incredible bad, you know i didn't want to kill you elvira sorry <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited about that too so yeah so i love i mean i, I love i love horror all right well sit, i would have asked you your top five movies but let's say your top five horror movies then what top five horror yeah. okay Top five or influence horror, you know. Hey, it's timely. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I'm gonna go uh, five to ten. Here, here we go. I mean, I mean, this is something that I have in my mind. This oh, isn't, no, this isn't no, something. No, Most people are like, oh, man, you caught me. <laughs> no, no. You did not catch me. I, I know this. Uh, my number five is um, 
Number five is Evil Dead. Ooh, okay. Which, um, which it would be higher because it's really um, an inspir- inspiring film for me, but it's pretty amateurish because of how little low their budget was. So I knock a little bit off because of that. But it's <coughs> you look down upon Evil Dead too. No, I love Evil okay, Dead okay, too. Okay, okay. I fucking love Evil I know Dead too. I don't like like Evil Dead too because they think it's way more cartoonier than mm. first first Evil Dead. You know, honestly, if I had to say, I might say Evil Dead Two is my is, is the better of the two. But Evil Dead 1, it's so low budget that it, it allowed <laughs> filmmakers to think that they could do that. So the first time I watched Evil Dead, I was like, I can so do that shit. It was the master P of, uh, yeah. of, of movies <laughs> yeah. that anybody can do. Anyone can do it, yeah. So that's my number five. My number four is going to be uh, Suspiria. Have you, have you ever seen Suspiria? Oh. It's a, an yeah, it's, it's on my list. It's an Italian horror film about dance, and mm-hmm. that movie is... is from, it's from 77? 77, yes. That movie is absolutely insane. It's one of these movies that you watch, and it, it, I mean, it does kind of reek of some amateurness, but it is they also. They redid it in 2015, which is really good, too. Okay. Or was, or, you know, it's what the 18 is it? 18, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they redid it. And the, the remake's excellent. Uh, the remake's very different, though, but it's excellent. But the original, the original one is like this movie that it just feels like a crazy person directed it, and it's like one of these movies that, like, when you watch horror movies, you know who the director is, and you're just like, oh, I know this director, this is safe. But the first time I watched *The Spirit*, I had no idea who this director was, and it's insane. And in the middle of watching it, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and I don't know what kind of hands I'm in, and I don't know where he's gonna take this movie. And it is a crazy experience, but it's a very emotional, uh, emotionally driven horror movie. Yeah, I'm gonna put awesome. this down on my list. Yeah, it's on my list. We'll have to put that on a movie yeah. night. Uh, my number three is Texas. You made a lot of money too. Yeah, I did. Damn. Okay. Uh, three is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Which is, okay. Which is speaks great. For yeah, speaks for herself. <laughs> number two is The Thing. Okay. And, okay, John Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter. Yep. And number one is The Exorcist. Yeah, mm. that's my number one as well. Yeah, I mean, along with just loving it, it's a very, um, it's a very. Uh, like that's the kind of movie I can I can say that it really works as a horror movie, but I can also say objectively it's the kind of film that should be taught in film school. Like it's the kind of movie that does everything right, along with working as a as a film itself. So um, I I absolutely love the Exorcist. It holds up over time too. Yeah. yeah. No. No matter when I watch that movie, it still frightens me. And a lot, not a lot of movies scare me, but that is still one that I can't watch at home at night by myself. I still can't watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's a great movie. <laughs> I can't watch that movie. I can't say I've seen that. You never seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I have not. Oh, okay. Don't do it. No Did you see part two with George Clooney? George Clooney is in part I I gotta watch this I now. believe he's in part two. Oh. That sounds ridiculous. All right, Raven, what, since we're talking about horror, what are some of your favorite horror oh, films? Some of my, so, Exorcist is my number one. Um, the Omen probably is okay. number two. Um, gosh, this is Hmm. Come back to me. You put me on the spot. Is Halloween up there? Halloween is on the list, but I wouldn't say top five. Yeah, I wouldn't say top five. Um, Are we considering Get Out um, a horror film? Uh, I guess. Or is that more yes. suspense? I would call that more suspense thriller. Okay. Which is kind of why I'm having a hard time, because there's some stuff that I think is more suspense thriller that I might throw in the horror category. I also really like The Others. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, Poltergeist. Okay. That's good. Um... And um, I really like The Hills Have Eyes. The original? Uh, the remake. 
Oh, you like the remake? Yeah. I, oh. Sorry to say, I have actually not seen the original. Well, I back up that the original is better than the remake. Okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Re- reverse that. The remake's better than the original. Okay. I back you up. The remake's better than the original. Okay. Um, Hills Have Eyes is crazy. Yeah. And then Nightmare on Elm Street is kind of on my list, too, just because that was one of the first horror movies I can remember seeing um, and something I probably should not have been watching at like yeah. six, seven years yeah. old. <laughs> but um, I grew up with a, a young mom who's really into movies and yep. let us watch whatever the heck we wanted. See, that's and, how I had a young mother too and then yeah. you, know, you just kind of, she don't want to, you know, you know, I kind of want to watch, you only have one TV. Mm-hmm. Back in those days, y'all understand that y'all young and only one TV in the house. Yeah, well. <laughs> you watch what your parents <laughs> watch. Yeah, so unless it had sex in it, we were allowed to watch it. And so Nightmare on Elm Street still sticks out as a film in my mind because my sister would always sing that one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Whenever she wanted to scare the have shit you, out of me. Have you guys seen two? Two is um, that's interesting. The, that's the super interesting one. Like that's the one where they like basically like saying that the the main character is gay. Yeah, have you heard the backstory for no, that? No, no, no. Okay, no. so yeah, the yeah, backstory yeah. is it, it's really interesting because that movie came out and it, it was kind of like an outlier because Wes Craven didn't like it, so he washed his hands of it and he came yeah, back. He came back for three, for three right? yeah, for yeah. Dream Warriors. Yeah, and it, the part two beca- kind of became like this um, the, this film that. W- w- that the LGBT community really got behind because it has a lot of gay themes and it was considered like 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 this ultimate like queer horror film for yeah. people in the LGBT community. But then the the main actor of this and I know all this because the main actor is at the Salem um, Horror Festival okay. this weekend, so I, I randomly know a whole bunch about this. Um, but he um, came out against the movie and he said the movie wasn't originally supposed to be a gay theme movie, but the uh, director could tell he was gay and then rewrote the script to to play his gay themes into it and he is upset because he said that the film outed him and because of that he couldn't get any work as as for straight roles it's really interesting there's actually a documentary that played at salem that's coming out pretty soon called um it's called like my nightmare or something my personal Hmm. nightmare or something like that but it's about his story Wow. I'm gonna look it up. The exact name. It's a, it's a uh, Jason movie. Like the third one is like that too, right? Mm-hmm. I think the Jason one. Jason, is similar the, to the that. third one's a 3D one. This one is similar, like that, where it has a lot of um, you know homosexual themes, and I forgot the one where he's like possessed by Jason. Oh, that might be uh that might be the that's the one with which call with it? Tommy Jarvis, right? Yeah, but um, the, uh, one of the uh, Corys is in that one. I yeah, think. that's um four. That's four. part four. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be like the their version of that. Um, yeah, I was into the, like the weirdest stuff, man. I was, I mean, I mean, I like uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. What's Craven? <laughs> I don't know what it is about that. It's just, it's just random, stupid, and funny, man. And I was, I'm not a big horror person, so I live in a black man every day is a whole enough horror for me. <laughs> so I really don't really do horror as much. I, I watch, I'm more suspense. Mm-hmm. I would say more than horror. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a punk. Like all like little <laughs> conjurings and all this stuff y'all be going that's to see. That's what I was going to say. That That's one I forgot to, to say. The Conjuring, I think, is one of yeah, the more, the, one of the modern ones that I really like. No, I remember I was uh, dating this girl and we went to go see The Orphan. And I was up <laughs> in there for the crap. And I had oh my like, God. I was that like, movie was so dumb. I, I, look, for a person that's not as scary like myself, I was like, she was like, you are right, I'm good. <laughs> this little girl don't kill nobody else. <laughs> and, and, um, I'm trying to think of any other horror. I mean, I like the Freddy movies. They're they're silly now, but I was scared to death of them as a kid. Mm-hmm. Jason Two, the Michael Myers films. Um, uh, you know what? Ones I do like, but there is kind of them is the Phantasm movies. Phantasm movies are 
fucking excellent. Yeah, like, <laughs> I kind of I like the Phantasm movies, man. All of them too. Um, I like the third one a lot too for yeah. some reason because it's like weirdly because it goes between the first one and the second one's characters and they're kind of like merging and stuff because it's like he's trying to reach out and like yeah it's some yeah yeah those are excellent. You, you guys talked about Get Out. Do you are you yeah. uh, more Get Out or Us? Because I I fully believe Us is a better movie. <sighs> I love, Get Out was just so, like, so hit me in so many different places in my life. Yeah. But yeah. Us was good. I, I think Us was way better than people was giving it credit for. I, to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I love Get Out, but I think Us is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Like, I think Us is so fucking spectacular. Yeah. I think it, like, like, I think it'll go down and be remembered the way that oh, like, yeah. certain movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre are made. Candyman. That's yeah, another yeah. one I like, and That's he's great. redoing it. This yeah, I was gonna say I did hear they're remaking it, and it got uh, uh, Todd back, Tony Todd. Mm-hmm. Really? He's playing Candyman again. What? I was like, oh no, no, no! His he is a great Candyman. He is. He is. He's scary all the time. I'm already not going. I was like, I was like, this, this is good for y'all, y'all pocket, but I'm not yeah. going. Because they got Peel producing, but he's yeah. not directing. Yeah, he's not directing. Uh, but Nia DaCosta's directing, and she's yeah. she's pretty good too. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm not going that way. So <laughs> when I, that, that casting uh, took me out, I was like, man, I want to see it. He came back. I was like, I'm good. That was one that didn't scare me, so I feel like I need to rewatch really? it. It did not scare me. Ooh, yeah. I, I saw that I man didn't. with a whole bunch of my older cousins, and they kept going in the bathroom doing the Candyman thing. Yeah. And maybe that's what messed me up. You know. <laughs> And then they just kept on scaring me. I kept pissing mm-hmm. in my pants in my bed. It was a long or night. Oh it was, my! It was a long night. That was a long night for me that night. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, and another one I do like. I do like the uh, Day of the Dead and um, mm-hmm. um, and basically all the dead moves from Romero. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Um, the mall mall one is Dawn of Dawn, the Dead. Yeah. And then you have Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead is the best one. Yeah. That one kind of culturally flip flipped it. And I was like, because I watched it with my uncle one night, because I saw the original, the one that, not the original, the remake they did in the 80s, where it was like, brains, where I was like, yeah, this is stupid. that was the one that Tony, wait, 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 are you talking about the Night of the Living Dead remake? Cause, no, no, not, not, not that one. Okay, okay. When they did Night of the Living Dead, but they had like the punk oh, rockers oh, oh, in the cemetery. It's, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living yeah, Dead, yeah, right. Yeah. And I, that was the first entry I had into the Living Dead movies. Yeah. And my uncle was like, no, no, no you got to see the original. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, this it was scary as hell. And I was scared and I didn't go to sleep that night. But it was good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I, especially as I got older, I appreciated that film and the, you know, especially the multiple endings they had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Return of the, or, or, or Night of the Living Dead is excellent. And the remake's pretty, I thought you were talking about the remake first. Yeah, with Tony Todd. Tony Todd yeah, plays Ben, yeah. 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 All right. Well, we've given our listeners a lot of yeah, Halloween yeah, movies yeah, yeah. to Let's get into something that's watch. even kind of horrific. Yeah. Um, Joker. Um, that's what your original thoughts are. Oh, wow. So we have we figured out our rating system yet? Are we doing uh, one to five? Yeah, we, one to we, five is good. Okay. Because one right. to ten gets ridiculous. Yeah, it really does. But I'm about to make it even more ridiculous <laughs> just because I'm so indecisive on this. Um, so I'm going to go with a letter system and mm-hmm. a one to five. So I think I would give it a B minus. Okay. And then on a scale of one to five, I think I'd give it a 3.8. Um, so there was of some, you give it a super defined number. Like I know, that. I know. I'm indecisive. Um, I left the movie really, really, really liking it, but I think I left liking Joaquin Phoenix's performance more than the movie itself. Okay. And in the days of kind of digesting the material, um, I realized some things that I didn't like and some things that I really did like. Um, 
and we can get into that a little bit more, but um, I think the reason my, I, I, once I thought about it a little bit more that I wasn't as excited about it is because I wondered, did this really need to be a Joker origin story or is it truly a Joker origin story or is it just the story of a man with mental health issues who hits rock bottom? Okay. Um, okay, what, what, what's the rating system? Is it one through five? One through five. Um, I would give this a two out of five. Oh, yeah. I okay. really did not like this movie at all. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that this movie, I, I don't really know who this movie is for because I feel like for comic book fans, though, I mean, it does seem like they're kind of responding to it, but for comic book fans, I assume that the movie is probably a little too dour and depressing. And for what it's trying to be, which is, um, I mean, it's trying to be Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and in that tor- type of film, it's not it's not smart enough to pull that off. And I f- like, like the whole time I like when I watched this movie, I was I was angry. I was like viscerally angry really? watching this movie because <laughs> okay. I was watching it and I was just like, this movie. I was like, fuck this movie for trying mm-hmm. to pull this off, and fuck this movie for thinking that. That Todd Phillips is the director who can pull this off because, because of what he's done already. Yeah, what, what he's done already, and I feel like this movie obviously wants to be Joker as Taxi Driver, and it's by someone who doesn't really seem to understand Taxi Driver. And I'm not sure. I'm not a comic book guy, but I'm not really sure how much he understands Joker either. And the whole time, I just sat there, just like angry because it was a movie that was like unnecessarily depressing and didn't say anything with the depressing like like like, like, like it's this movie that's that thinks that it, it, it's super edgy and thinks that it's it, it's depressing and it hits all these hard th- themes but in reality it's a movie that doesn't say anything like it doesn't say anything and it's actually like like, like i feel like i feel like 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 I feel like the politics behind this movie are just cowardly. I feel like it's a movie that's afraid to take any sort of side whatsoever. I'm, I, and, and it's this movie that like thinks that it's edgy, but in reality, it's a very scared movie of offending anybody. Mm. So it, I, I didn't learn anything about the character. I didn't really learn anything about mental illness at all. Mm. Like like to me, it doesn't hit any hit any themes. I'll, I'll give it a two out of five because there's a few minor things that I like about it. We can talk about. Yeah. And Joaquin obviously yeah. is great in it. So that's my rating. Okay, I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. Oh um, God, I gave it the highest. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Three and a half, four, almost four. I would say okay. almost four. Um, the reason this movie is actually awesome, I'm a comic book head, is that, and I really, when I got home, I thought about it. This is Joker's dream of how he thinks his origin story is. Hmm. He be- he wants to believe all this stuff in this movie <clears throat> is stuff he wants to believe is true. He wants to believe he created ba- Batman. He wants to believe he created Gotham City becoming the way Gotham City is. So that's when he'd be like, you know what? If if I don't, but now the reason I dock it five point point five because I don't think Todd Phillips is was smart enough to think of that. Is the idea of how this movie could have been. So you forced okay. yourself into that. No, position. no, no. That's the way you could have framed it. Okay. And it would have been a four and a half, five for me. But the fact that he didn't even know, he doesn't even ground in the comic books enough to know that's the angle he could have went. That's why I took the point for the uh, point from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he's not smart enough to know that that's what the angle he should have went. Mm-hmm. That this was the the Joker's way that he likes to his origin story to be. Because every hero. 
he thinks he's the hero. So therefore, this would be the Joker's way of believing that he's the hero and Batman is the enemy mm-hmm. and is the bad guy. Yeah. Because he could like like they should have framed it like that, like where he is the enemy. Like Batman, his dad was bad. He's the seed of this bad guy. And that's the reason he's chasing me. Yeah. It's because he's the bad guy. Yeah. And that's the and I was like, I thought I was like, that's what he's gonna do. That's what he's gonna do. And they didn't do it. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think this will be a good conversation because you're a comic book guy yeah. and I'm yeah. not. So I'm viewing it very much as like him trying to uh, take from Scorsese. And I look at it as just like this Scorsese yeah, cosplay yeah. sort but of like. Took that, if, if you if you would have been like, and that's my origin story, something in the end, would it would have changed that whole film for you? You've been like, wow, he thinks that he literally is the hero. He believes Batman is the bad guy. Yeah, I'm somewhere between and the both. And he's demented enough to believe that. I'm somewhere in between the both of you because I'm a comic book movie fan. Right, yeah. Um, I'm not a comic book fan. Not that I'm not a fan, but I just don't have that experience in history. Um, so I was looking at it from the perspective of the way that the Joker story has been told through other Batman mm-hmm. movies. And, um, you know, moving from Jack Nicholson to Heath Ledger, it definitely got darker and darker. But this seemed so far off from what I understood the Joker to be. And, you know, in some ways, maybe it is a true origin story. But the way that I've traditionally looked at the Joker is he knows he has this following. He um, is intentional with his political Mm -hmm. message. Joaquin Phoenix is just trying to survive. Like, he's just trying to make it through. And he kind of falls into this place after hitting rock bottom. And he says several times, like, it wasn't my intention to start a movement. But see, that's the thing, though. I think he's lying this whole movie. That's the thing, okay. the Joker. The, this, a lot of this comes from a lot of the Killing Joe comic, where basically he has this standoff with Batman, and he goes, there is not that much difference between me and you. Mm-hmm. This It's just that I'm, people think I'm crazy, and people think you're not. Yeah. And that's that's they would have kind of fed into that, that Killing Joke a little bit more. I'd have been like, oh, because I thought that's what they're going to do, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, he read the Killing Joke. He mm-hmm. gets the aspects of the killing joke because really the um I remember someone once was we were talking about comic books and they said that the Joker's superpower is just being at the right place at the right times and knowing what to just just knowing the randomly things to do. Like that's his superpower. He has no superpower, but he knows where to be at the right time and he knows when to get out of there and he knows what what makes people tick or what's going to piss people off? Yeah, I, and I think like I look at the tra- the Joker traditionally as a very intentional character, and I don't right. feel like that's yeah. the way that you know Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was. Written. That's what I, that's the way he would have played into it. Yeah, that the Joker believes that he's not intentional because all these other things made me that. Yeah, but he's really just crazy, and he really just wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to make, but he wants everyone to believe and feel sorry for him. And that's why I think at the end when he ended up killing her, killing the um, the, uh, the psychiatrist at the end, and he's skipping through, is more like, yeah, that's yeah, I told her some bullshit story because that's my origin story. But they didn't feed into it. Yeah. That's what pissed me off. Like they didn't feed into it. So that yeah. takes me to a question that um, you know I had, and I, I've heard a lot of people f- from the pod- other reviews that I've listened to have. Did that actually happen, or right, was no, it another yeah, yeah. delusion? I no, I think. I think that's all variations of. I think he changed it to make himself the 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 good guy. The, no, I mean, did he actually kill the psychiatrist, or was it a delusion? Oh, I think he killed that psychiatrist. Okay, <laughs> I think that's one of the only definite things we do know. The fact that to me that it ended in 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 the mental institution, mm-hmm. I hated. I hated so much because one, it does. 
present that idea that none of it is real. It was all his imagination. And, but, and it, that goes back to your point. You're saying that it doesn't want to take the level, the the, the stand, the yeah. straight definitive. Yeah, it doesn't want to extend. And I feel like that's just like some like film school bullshit. Like, oh, it, 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 oh, it was all in, in the guy's imagination. Too much inception. And also <laughs> the, the scene where he is on the car with his arms up and people are around him cheering. When that was happening... I was already pretty, pretty pissed oh, off this movie. Yeah. I was already pissed off, but I was like, you know what? I don't like this movie, but if if it ends with him and everybody cheering around him, I'm going to give it a, a point. And then it goes to black, and I'm like, okay. And then it ends up in the hospital. I'm like, you know what? Just fuck this movie. <laughs> like, like, I, like I, can't, I can't stand this. So I feel like one of two things is happening there. One, one it's all in his mind and i feel like that is just such a beaten down theme and and half of the the college thesis films that you will see this year if you go to a, a college film festival will be about that like that's their favorite thing to do is like oh it's all in the guy's mind or two it's not in his mind but top phillips should be a better filmmaker to know that people are going to pick up that theme and run with it and it's going to be obnoxious and he had such a tailor-made ending with him on the car with people cheering around him mm-hmm. so like all around i just hate I hate the ending. So is that where you think it should have ended? I yes, hundred percent. I feel like it should. have Yeah, ended. I mean, but, it, but it's like weird because the reason I like look like with him laying on the car, I like that's what he's like reveling in the idea because that's why I think that he believes that he is the the protagonist, mm-hmm. that he is a good guy because he's sitting there reveling, and then all this stuff is happening to Bruce Wayne and his family at the same time. Like, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. See, I wish it had ended with the with him telling the therapist it's a joke you wouldn't get, and, not, and that's it, and, and that's it. Yeah, like I, that's where I wish it would have ended, and not with him doing the whole Skipping clown run with blood on his feet at the end. Yeah, the only thing I, I I'd hope they don't do is don't make the because the Joker in none of the any no, the novelization is the reason that Batman becomes Batman. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe that he thinks that he did it somehow in his mind to make him okay. who he is. Yeah, and that's that's when I when I asked the question of did this have to be a Joker origin story? It seemed like some of, some of the the Batman tie-ins were so forced. Like I hated the whole storyline of this could potentially be his half brother and well, that's that's in the comics though. That is mm-hmm. okay. That's I story, thought it wasn't. Line. It's a storyline in the comics of. That um, there's it's teased that Joker and him are half brothers. That okay, Thomas Wayne is that in some sort of alternate alternate universe? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So that's that's not um, far fetched, but it ended up not being true. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Joker as a character, you don't know his origin. Yeah, that's what makes it yeah. beautiful of a character. Yeah, and that's and so, that's has always been like my history and understanding yeah. from all this. You don't know, and the Joker kind of teases you with, with you know lots. how he got the scars and whatever all the time, right? So, like, if that was created by design, is it not a fault to try to create a whole backstory for him? Yeah, that's why I didn't like the idea of the movie. Yeah, in the first place. The, you know, I, I was um, I was talking to Raven the other day, but like the uh, what this reminds me of is you've seen Halloween, the original yeah, Halloween, yeah, right? Yeah. So the original Halloween comes out and Michael Myers is just this embodiment of evil. He's this guy and he literally has this plain white face so whatever evil... Which is William Shatner's face. It's William Shatner's face, yeah. So whatever evil you see in the world, you you see in his blank face and he has no backstory and then along comes Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie doesn't realize that his lack of a backstory is by design and not a fault. And so Rob Zombie's like, oh, I'm going to fix this and he creates this 
awful movie that really like explains his whole backstory and it, and it just kind of ruins the whole myth. That's the one where he's like in a farm or something like that. Or yeah, something? yeah. Well, he was in a mental institution and he, and basically, basically the, the whole what Rob Zombie says is Michael Myers is Michael Myers because he grew up in a white trash family who beat him and and um and it, you know he, he doesn't really have anything interesting to say and I feel like Joker isn't as bad as Rob Zombie's Halloween but I feel like it has the same general fault that Todd Phillips sees that Joker doesn't have a backstory and instead of realizing it's by design he thinks it's a fault and he's going to fix it mm. and he tries to fix it and you're like that or I can make some money by trying to create something interesting I mean yeah. he had a lot yeah. of bullshit to say about comic books and comic book movies too so that's what really kind of pissed me off a lot too mm. he was saying like comic book movies are whack and those fans basically don't understand film oh, God. was he saying this when he was doing the press tour for yeah, this movie so the press tour like the week before the movie came out and then he was talking about like he's moved away from comedies because nobody can get jokes anymore, stuff like that. Which I remember he said that, and he said that in in the woke culture things aren't funny anymore. Yeah, and you know even if that's a true point, I don't think the guy who has made shitty movies like Due Date and Hangover Three should be making that point because yeah. it sounds mm-hmm. like he's just saying, oh, I can't get my stuff financed anymore. Or, right, or people don't think I'm just, funny. You just can't be creative enough to move around, navigate the set, the time period we're in to be funny. Yeah, and, and the whole tour, the whole press tour he did was just terrible because he was also talking about Joker inciting violence but then he was like he was like oh there's other movies in the past like a taxi driver a clockwork orange or do the right thing that have incited violence and even without seeing joker i was like dude you did not you're fucking todd phillips you did not make do the right thing you did not make <laughs> clockwork orange i don't even need to see this movie but, but it does give you a clockwork orange another vibe of clockwork orange too yeah Let's, I, go ahead i'm sorry i think clockwork orange has more to say but but yeah yeah it kind of has a vibe go ahead so i what did you all think about that whole Sort of uh, controversy before the movie came out about it inciting violence or you're oh, being. Incels. It, it was a whole incel thing. Well, you know, what do you I mean? My incel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the involuntary celibate uh, men. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard what it is. So it's a whole community. Well, I've heard incel, but I didn't know that was the Yeah, no, that's, that's what it means involuntarily celibate. Okay. So they, 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 they basically, no one will have sex with them, so they're involuntarily celibate. Which is a thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they have a whole community on Reddit. You know what? Oh I, I don't want to take away from Joker, but there's a movie called Under the Silver Lake that came out earlier this year that is about the incel culture, and I highly recommend Under it. The it's directed by the guy who did It Follows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It follows. yeah it's yeah, his yeah. follow-up movie. I think it's brilliant. I think it's as good as It Follows. I've heard of it. It's on my list okay. of stuff to watch. Um, but yeah, but because well, it had, I guess the Aurora, Colorado shooter was mm-hmm. apparently influenced or dressed it's, like a yeah. Joker or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was inspired by... Inspired I, well, by the or, no, the shooting happened during the... Uh, Batman during shoot. Dark Knight. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, I didn't know much about that, but but I mean, also just it's America, so it's a shooting every two days. Yeah. And, and so everybody's on high end about that, and then also because this movie's like invoking Taxi Driver, and Taxi Driver is the movie that allegedly got Reagan shot. So uh, I mean, so there's a lot of just things going around. I think that kind of created this like whirlwind of, of paranoia. I just wonder what that was based on because I really didn't think the movie was that violent. Yeah, people, I thought I was waiting for some like crazy like decapitation or something yeah he around with his head on his head or something no like, it really was not that vi- he had like two violent kills the dudes on the subway and then the i keep calling him remus because that's who he was on boardwalk empire yeah. but the dude in his apartment like yeah. that's it like, and somebody made an interesting comparison to deadpool like there was a hell of a lot more <laughs> violence and gore <laughs> and laughing about it and you know there wasn't that much outrage on that 
I think it's because they it's so serious. I think it's because it was a serious look. People think of it looks serious. Yeah, so it's like, a more serious world. Yeah, so it's like oh, you know, it's fucking Phoenix. Oh my god, like. You see old, like, 70, 80-year-old people going to the movie. I'm going to check out this Joker because Marquis <laughs> Fiends is in it. And then they go in there, and they're like, oh, snap. Well, then say the movie is dark. Don't say it's violent because it's not. Yeah. Yeah, but that's for older people, dark is violent. So it's the same. Hmm. can be interchangeable. But shout out to my incels, man. They, that's the, some of the best reading that you'll ever get online is when they, they, have, <laughs> they have all these, like, cold words for different. Because they're, they're, they're racist. They're sexist. They're, like, ageist. They're classic. They're everything, and they have like code words for different people. Like like Tyrone means like a black guy. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's this one story I read on the, on our, me and Matt's podcast, mm-hmm. and it was like a, my mom was dating this Tyrone guy, and, that, <laughs> and then my girlfriend left me for Tyrone. <laughs> okay, doesn't sound like anything I want to read. But yeah, it's okay. funny. Don't get on that. But this movie had nothing to do with incels to me though. No, it actually did because I think people assumed it was. But like to say it's about insults, I think it, to me it says it's about anything, and I don't yeah. think it's about anything. He didn't have sex with nobody. You're not an incel. He didn't. It's mm-hmm. like he was trying to get none from nobody, and they rejected. Well, him. have you heard that the original film they cut some material, out and oh, one of them was uh, was Zazzy Beats. Yeah. Um. So it, it you know we're in full spoiler mode. Yeah. So so obviously he's mm-hmm. imagining a relationship with her character. Right. But but before he imagined it. Um, in the original script, there was a scene where they actually went on a few dates. Like she actually went on some pity dates with him. Oh, and where it was real. Yeah, it was real okay. before it went into the um, uh, fantasy world. Okay. And apparently, in the original script, he wa- sees her kissing another guy oh. and goes to her daughter and starts screaming at her daughter that your mom's a whore. And that when people when that original script okay. was floating around, people were saying that's more connected to the insult world. Is, and I think is. Phillips heard that and he got that rid of that shit early because of that. Did, that would have been a really silly, unnecessary, inconsistent with the plot. Absolutely, scene. yeah. It would have dropped it down another half a point. Oh yeah, <laughs> it would have dropped down to one for yeah, me. Right down to three. Um, but I, overall, I think the movie was good though. It was good. Joaquin killed it. Oh um, my god, yeah. As uh, the Joker. Um, and I, another, I didn't want to really know the Joker's real name. Like, is that in the comics? You don't know the Joker's real name. Okay, so this yeah, is the first know. time you've yeah, heard you Arthur Fleck. I mean, it, it, he might, have, he made that up. Like, okay. you don't know the Joker's name. He's just a Joker. He's just this dude who just causes havoc. And like, yeah, you don't know where he came from, what he's doing, no motives. Just I just like to do stuff for fun. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but you can so let's we can go through the movie a little bit. So in the beginning. Did you all, because they start us from the Insane Asylum, or uh, Arkham Asylum, um, which is where, which is weird if you know the comics, Arkham Asylum is where they put all of Batman's Nemesis, uh, Rogue's Gallery, yeah. Yeah. crazy or not, they just like bump it, y'all running through the city doing crazy, uh, doing stuff, we putting all y'all Arkham Asylum, <laughs> so he's there, and there's no way possible if he's, if this is a world where Batman is still alive, is alive at this point, or any one period that she would be in that room by herself with the Joker, mm-hmm. right? Like no way possible. <laughs> Some people were saying that that was a nod to um, God. Why am I forgetting her name now? She has another movie coming out. His girlfriend, Joker's girlfriend. Oh, Harley Quinn. Yes, thank you, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, but Harley Quinn. Yeah, he. That, that's all. That's the fact that he met Harley Quinn at, at Arkham Asylum and mm-hmm. basically flipped her, but. 
she was like, she had armed guards around her for a long time until she was like I'm comfortable now mm-hmm. and it was a big old cage like in the movie um in the bad movie uh what was the one they had uh, Suicide Squad oh god I hate that movie. yeah so the, the thing where she's sitting in that big old cage in the middle of the floor mm-hmm. he that's how she was talking he was set up like that okay when she met him okay and you know got with him or whatnot so yeah that wasn't yeah I just didn't like that, that uh, them having this, and that's just me. Top, that's why I say Tom Phillips is not a comic book guy, so he wouldn't have gotten those cues to know. He like, should have consulted with somebody. Though. He probably just said, "Fuck y'all." Like, I'm not really sure what kind of guy Todd Phillips is. <laughs> like, I'm not really sure he what he is. I don't, I don't know what kind of filmmaker he is because I don't think his comedies are particularly good. And apparently, his comic book movies aren't particularly. I do good. like old school though. Old school <laughs> is pretty funny, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like Will Ferrell saves that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways. So what was your question on that scene? I'm sorry. Yeah, so do you all, like, so when we're there and we're in the sand asylum, you kind of seeing him banging against the wall. Mm-hmm. I, at first, did you all think that was the present or do you all think that, I thought at first that he got out of there and then we saw him as like his basically his job on parole working as a clown. That's the part of the story that's really confusing for me, but we do know that he was in an insane, right. insane asylum at some point, which is why he was on parole or whatever. Yeah. Um, so with that, I'm going to assume that it was before because he's you know, at the end of the film when he's back in Arkham, he's not banging his head on the wall. He's killing people. Yeah. Oh, so that's interesting. So you, the beginning is really the beginning yeah, and not the end as the beginning. Right. Like at this point when he's realized that his life is a comedy and not a tragedy, is there a reason for him to be banging his head on the wall? Maybe that's the point at which he becomes this intentional character. Hmm. That's just like 3.75 now, maybe. I like that. My, my, my skill is going to be constantly moving throughout this episode. Yeah. And, and that was kind of what I assumed, too. I, I didn't really think too much about that because um, the themes of the movie annoyed me enough that I didn't really get too much into the plot and logistics. But what she said is kind of what I assumed, too, that the beginning was kind of the end, too. So then we get the Joker, is the, the clown. No, he's at home, and then he's building himself to be the clown, right? To go to work, right? Um, yeah, I think so. And then he yeah. goes to the street and... Yeah. Which is a really weird job. Like, what, 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 what is that job? It's like a job that where they outsource clowns? Like, like, I yeah, like, like, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's like a, a talent it's a agency. Store, like a, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like a temp service for clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, why, all the clowns are one temp agency. Yeah, yeah. Like, they get multiple <laughs> like, jobs at the temp agency. It's like a place yeah, that yeah. you go if you need clowns for yeah, anything. Like, uh, I need a clown, man. Go buy that clown temps. Yeah, yeah now I'm mainstream. curious. I'm going to look up to see if there's a place that, that, you know, if I wanted to, I could have a clown come to a birthday party. You probably can, but I would think it would be a norm, just a talent agency, not necessarily a clown ha ha And so... We could see him there. So then, does it? Do you believe in him being sinister, or do you feel sorry for him at the beginning when he's trying to kind of all this stuff is happening to him? I was still trying to figure him out at that point. Um, I don't. I don't know if I felt sorry for him then, but I did start to see. But that's the thing. Well, I think if he could turn the corner, this is what Joker wants you to feel sorry for everything. He like. All if you if, if knowing what I said about how he interacts, I think it'll change a lot of people's ideas. But at the same time, Todd Phillips didn't okay. didn't Sorry. make a stick. I don't think the Joker cares how we feel about him. I think he I think he wants us to acknowledge that who he is now is a result of the way he was treated. But I don't think he cares about whether or not we feel sorry or sad for him. Good point. That's a good point. I know. Uh, 
we don't know this Joker character, period. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, that's the point of him. That's why he's so sinister. Um, but even at the, the end of this film, that's not what I got from it. I think he's like, this is who I am now, and accept the hell that I'm going to rain upon you because of it. And my thing is like, man, he's got a lot of soldiers early, <laughs> like day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you feel, and I, we talked about this, but, but do you feel like um, when, when he is that way at the end that it was um, society who brought him to that point? Or how much do how much you think it was society who made him turn into this thing and how much was it what he brought to the table and how much of his own illness? I think it's all of the above. All of it is just a combination of all yeah. of it. I mean, because we all suffer shitty things in our mm-hmm. lives, but we don't all turn into murderers <laughs> and, and psychopaths. So I think that the mental illness plays into it too. But I think we do have to acknowledge the way that we can trigger people. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I, I wonder if this movie is made 10 years ago because we're really big into mental illness right now mm. in society, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder t- if 10 years, if it was 10 years before, would people really be into this as much for the mental illness aspect? Would people be acknowledging it? Yeah. Like, or like discussing oh man, it? this is, Good because they're, they're they're talking about mental illness. Um. So okay. So I'm trying to figure out your question. So here like because I because th- like there's a major sticking point of people are mm-hmm. saying like yeah this is what happens when someone has mental illness and they can go these things can happen and we so need I, to protect them and need to make sure people are okay. I don't know if people necessarily think that this film handles the discussion about mental illness responsibly, but I will say that ten years ago I don't even know if we would have been discussing it. Period. Mm, that's what that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'll say that um, um, I think it, it handles mental illness in a way that I don't really learn anything about mental illness from the movie. I feel like it's always just like a, a plot device or it's always just like a motivator for the Joker, but it doesn't. It, the movie's not really interested in figuring out what mental illness means. And I think about Taxi Driver. And uh, have you seen yeah, this? Oh, okay, okay. So, ta- you what I love about Taxi Driver, and I'm just gonna get into Taxi Driver spoilers. What Taxi Driver is so great about is Travis Bickle has this whole idea that he's gonna kill this senator, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, and, and like his motive is to be somebody, like he needs to be somebody, and the way to be somebody if you're angry. And lonely like he is, is to kill a politician. So he wants to kill a politician. Yeah, he become infamous, but he can't do it. He can't kill the politician. So what he does is he ends up getting into a gunfight with a pimp instead. Right. So he becomes a vigilante. Yeah, he becomes a vigilante, <laughs> and, and that's what I love so much about the end of Taxi Driver because I take the end of Taxi Driver as this like act of futility, where it's this guy who wanted to be something, and you know what? You're not. You're just a guy who shot a pimp, and that's all you are. But there's also like and, this. And get back on your route. I mean, get back on your. And he's back on his regular. If, have you heard the whole discussion? People always wonder if he died. Um, in, oh, really? Yeah, because he gets shot by right. by Harvey, Harvey Keitel's yeah. character. He, he gets shot, but then he immediately. Um, the movie ends with him in the. Te- I, I know you haven't seen it, Raven, so I'm just totally just spoiling. I, I, no, I have seen it. I just oh, haven't okay, seen okay. it as an adult. So he, he's in the taxi. Um, again driving and, and, and his dream girl gets in the back and it feels kind of like a dream so a lot of people have discussed that ending kind of like the end of 25th hour with um... yes exactly yeah 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 um, so um, but I, I mean they, that's the whole of the discussion but but what I'm saying is like what I loved about taxi driver is the movie felt like mental illness like this <laughs> it was this movie that followed no logical paths and it was this guy who was just destined to be this thing and he wasn't and a lot of times, 
mental illness results in illogical violence. It, it, it results in things that don't make mm. sense. And I think that's the problem that I kind of have with it and a lot of people have with Joker is they use mental illness as a way for him to climb to this point. And I think people are like, you know what, the way you're using mental illness is just, it, it, it's irresponsible because you're not interested in saying anything about it. It's just the only motivating factor it's that you have. Yeah. It's yeah. So, I don't know. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> that's a good point, Raven. That's what I'm. That's what I was saying. Like, would we even be discussing it? Yeah, like, I'm. I'm not sure that we would. It's a hot button topic right now. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you know, back to what I was kind of saying before. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is necessarily a responsible handling of the discussion either, or if that was the intention, which is why I um, had a little bit lower rating for it. Um, but I do appreciate that it is sparking some discussion. Yeah, definitely. What so what? How you all think about um, the Joker's mother? Hmm. How she's portrayed? How she is? Kind of is she reliable? Is is what she's saying all lies? Is some of this true? And Thomas Wayne, you know, um, I, is she just as crazy as her son. I, <laughs> so I, first of all, I'll say I love Frances Conroy. Mm -hmm. I love her on American Horror Story, um, and I and I love her playing this character. The mom is just fucking annoying to me. Um, and I don't know how to take her. And I'm really annoyed by them making him adopted. Because I, I don't know how that serves the plot. Especially if if it's supposed to be this sort of nature versus nurture thing we're supposed to get from this relationship. Because if they're not related, then it's nurture. I don't know. Either way, like I, I just didn't I understand that I think it's feeding point. into the idea that you don't still don't know... Give you a mysticism and still not knowing Joker's origin. Right, you still don't know who you still don't know who his yeah. parents are. Um, so I, I just don't think that her story added any. I don't think her being crazy added anything for me um, to his origin story. If that's the point of of the movie, um, yeah, I was just annoyed by her. <laughs> just plain and simple annoyed. Yeah, I was annoyed by her. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I didn't really think too much about it because more just because the movie didn't really interest me too much into her, her, uh, her character. But but I, I think it was like this line that was kind of unanswered, and I, and I don't think it was unanswered in an interesting way. Like I feel like a film can be ambiguous ambiguity. It can present ambiguity in a in an interesting way, but it can also present it in a way that it's just like a bad filmmaker doesn't know what he's doing or yeah. what he's saying. And I feel like she was either institutionalized because they were gaslighting her because, you know, someone as powerful as, as, Thomas, Wayne, right. as Thomas Wayne could could essentially um, gaslight her in that sense. Or maybe she really was that mentally ill. I think her actions that you see in the film probably points to the fact that she probably was yeah. that mentally ill. And I feel like this is the movie that shows you everything. I, I don't feel like this movie... I mean, I mean, it does show you everything. There's parts where um, the Joker's mental illness is very just handheld and very just drawn out. So in that sense, I, I, I feel like you have to kind of take the film as everything it's saying is exactly what it is and there's not really much interpretation. Mm-hmm. So in in that sense, I feel like she probably was insane because I don't think the film is smart enough to really get into um, you know subjects like rich people gaslighting people like her, mm -hmm. or did it make make her crazy from being in the insane asylum because of Thomas Wayne? Yeah, that's um, possible. I don't know. So I look at it as the the whole story is told from his perspective. Mm -hmm. Um. 
and so we don't know one way or the other mm -hmm. because there was some delusions but then I, all of his delusions were explained too yeah, exactly so, so if if it, if it was a delusion um you know, i think I, I mean i agree with paul i think every question you could have had about anything that would have made her character interesting was answered. Yeah. So it, it could have been an interesting storyline for it, her delusions to be true that, you know, Thomas Wayne really was his dad, but then he goes to where, uh, what's his name? Brian. I can't remember his name from Atlanta. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Brian yeah. Terry Center. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where he, where, you know, working at the um, mental hospital, which was violating an awful HIPAA scene. on so many levels. It was such an awful it scene because he pulls the folder out and he's like, "I can't do this." Yeah. After you like, read like everything, <laughs> in it, oh, but I, but I can't physically <laughs> give it Raven to you. Raven she was like. That's illegal. Like you yeah. can't, um, you can't like just give but out he medical would, information. He wouldn't like have it. even like gone and dug through the archives but, for this yeah. folder. Like, and that's something where you see, like he was back there for a while too. Yeah. That was like so long ago. Yeah. Like, he had to really put in some work. And right. that's like one of those things you can tell the writer is like, oh, I don't know how to get this file in Joker's yeah. hand, so I'm going to make this character say, "Here you go." Oh wait, never mind. I can't do this. And then he takes yeah, it from. So him. it was just really that was really silly. So like, so what I was saying is like anything that you could have could have been like a lingering question and been interesting. I think they answered with that. By giving him the folder. So I think we know from him having the folder, even though we don't know if the Joker is a reliable narrator, well, that, you know, his mom was fucking nuts. And I feel like, to, to, fall, to go off that note, um, there are times that the Joker has delusions, but whenever it happens in the movie, the movie, in an incredibly like insulting way, just holds your hand and explains to you the situation. Like, the fact that he and Zazie beats his relationship was a delusion when that first started i was like oh this can be interesting because like like i really hope the movie doesn't answer this i hope the movie just shows the relationship and it seems kind of ridiculous and that's all it is and there'll be like something you can discuss afterwards i was like please don't please don't answer this is real and then sure enough it's todd phillips he does answer it so he has the joker go over to her place and she's like oh you're the guy down the hall and it's like, okay, all right, this is kind of... And then it shows you everywhere. And then it yeah. fucking shows you, like, like Fight Club. It just goes through and shows you everything. And I was like, this movie thinks it's smart, but it thinks its audiences are idiots. It yeah, thinks the audience like is an idiot. He could have stopped there. Yeah, and right. so the fact that it shows <laughs> yeah. you, and also... She wasn't in all the places. Yeah, right. and also earlier with, with De Niro, when he pulls um the Joker, or pulls um, Arthur Fleck uh, on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, that's another time. So to me, every single time that a delusion is happening, it is shown. It, it, it mm -hmm. is Todd Phillips spoon-feeding mm -hmm. the audience. This is what's happening. Yeah. And because of that, because he does that, I, 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 I'm not going to like give the film any credit that any of the other stuff that's happening might just be in his imagination. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And I, I think it would have been such a better movie if we stuck with him always being the narrator. Yeah. Instead of like going off that script and then doing these sort of flashback scenes that he was not involved in. That's a good point. That's a good point. Do you all think that he killed Zazie Beetz? That's the one thing I appreciate them him not clarifying. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't think he did, though. Only reason I did kind of think he did is because they had like an ambulance or something like in the background when he was sitting there by himself afterwards. I think he did because I think she would have called the police if he didn't. And I also hate, I, I, I disagree, like I hate that scene because I don't feel like that's the Joker. I feel like that's the director telling you it doesn't matter if he killed her or not. And I feel like that's the director saying this woman, not only does she really get much of an agency or a personality because she's seen through his point of view most of the time, but we don't even get to know 
the outcome of her and every other kill that happens in the movie. You got to see the outcome. Yeah, see, even at the end when he's walking with blood on his footprints, but for some reason, she's the only character who doesn't get that. And I don't know why he did that. I don't know what the point of that is. Because she might have a, a, a contract that says she can be in a future movie. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Zazie Beats comes back as yeah. uh, Domino, Domino yeah. in this one. <laughs> I guess. I mean, she's already in Deadpool. Did you guys see uh, Velvet Buzzsaw? Uh-uh. Oh, what is that? She is. Uh, she's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's cr- crazy um, character's girlfriend, and she oh really God. needs to stop um, being the girlfriend of crazy guys. What is it called? Vel- uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. It was on. It was a Netflix movie that came out earlier this oh, year. Heck oh heck yeah! I'm gonna have to watch it. that. I I, so it. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I'm saving so, it right now yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> it's kind of funny because that's two movies this year that she was a crazy dude's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so I mean, that, I mean, because I was like, why did that sh- like? They, if they showed everything else, why didn't they show what happened with Ozzy Beats? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I think it's bad filmmaking. I, 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 I don't see what the point of it is. I, like, like, I don't understand why she gets the. I mean, maybe, maybe the film thinks it's too cruel to to acknowledge that she was killed, but. I, I don't know. <laughs> the movie's just I, to me. The movie's a series of half baked ideas, and I don't know what what that means exactly. Hmm. What did you think, Daryl? Um, I thought she get got killed, um, but Zazie Beetz's his character. It's a good delusion. I thought I liked the delusion of her being a delusion for him, um, and it kind of flips you up on understanding that she's crazy, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that she heard that that he was that he really is mentally not stably there, but. It also gives him an excuse for going off the rails of like, oh, it's all wasn't really anyway. Mm-hmm. So now I have an excuse to be a dick and go start killing some more people. Yeah. So the only the, the main reason I don't think he killed her is because every other kill had a purpose. Um, and she was not somebody that was unkind to him or put him in a, a self-defense place. Okay. And he That's hadn't gotten to the point where he had completely lost his mind. At that at that time, so that that's kind of what I'm um, I'm going off of. Yeah, I mean, I, I I just try to figure out what was her purpose though mm-hmm. in the film. I mean, I guess it was to show that he, to show that he had yeah. made this relationship, you know. But I just felt like they could have gave her a little more agency though, maybe in the film. Yeah, I mean, they could have given or her more meaning. Any probably. agency? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like uh, some kind of meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not sure like what that meaning means. Yeah. But something where I'm just not like, oh, okay, I guess that's yeah, okay yeah that was all a dream because I kind of had a feeling like that was before because when she was like way too nice to him. I'm not saying a woman can't that woman can be nice to him, but it was like she was just like. Well, she was nice to him after he stalked her, and right. and, and like already like if you are an astute enough film watcher you've already seen that he has these, these these delusions because of the scene with De Niro and he goes on his mm-hmm. stage and blah, blah, blah. and then you have that where she takes this complete 180 where she accepts a guy who's stalking her which most women would not do mm-hmm. and already right there everything you need to know is there it's already laid out yeah, and you already my, know it doesn't make any sense and like the sex scene though, I guess the sex scene he just barges in and just starts kissing her and mm-hmm. like whoa but like that's not how real life happens. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like that's literally how someone in a movie would think that 
a love scene would go. <laughs> like, yeah. like in their dreams, like, man, this is how I wish I could just walk in and do that. Mm-hmm. Just push over the door on his own. <laughs> and, th- and that felt like that, that moment where he... Wait, was that? I guess it was after that he killed the bankers, right? Or he killed the yeah, businessman after that? Bankers, yeah. yeah, and that that was like his moment of finally like taking control. And at that point, I almost like that she was. I guess I mean I mean I don't like either option. It's just bad writing both ways. But I feel like at least being his delusion, it wasn't just a woman that he is able to devour as a celebration for killing yeah. these guys. At least it was part of his imagination. Mm-hmm. So, and it's talk, talking about the bankers, um, banker kill, um, you kind of felt like that was self-defense at first. It made it feel like mm-hmm. self-defense more. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. I wonder if you look at reality Joker, was it not even like that? He just went there and just smoked them guys, mm-hmm. and they were just riding the train off from work. Well, I but mean, he made it into like a self-defense thing. It, in a smarter movie, I think that would be <laughs> that that would be something that would be. I wish I wish we watched a movie that could, like we could talk about that, but I don't feel like it's this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm adding stuff into it, like be kind of cool. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I, if I mean, it had been I mean, this, the movie then. you're describing sounds awesome. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I did a great Joker origin film. You wouldn't know mm-hmm. nothing about him. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but every I mean, his first kill had to start somewhere. Yeah, and I'm not that bothered by his initial motivation being because of shitty shit that keeps happening to him. I'm not that bothered by that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if I answered your original. It was kind of, um, you guys ever seen falling down? Yes. And That's, it kind of reminds you like, like the moment in falling down and, where he just gets fed up and like, yeah. And I hate falling down. <laughs> it's awful. Falling down is one of the, it's one of these movies that just like justifies this like really average middle like history age. of violence. Yeah, well, history of violence is interesting because I think there's implications for the character and there's consequences. But Falling Down is a movie that is like really just behind him the whole time. And I and it's interesting you bring that up because I feel like Joker wants to be tax driver, but it's really falling down. (laughs) (laughs) And it can't get into the moral complexities that tax driver gets into. So it's really more of like a straightforward tale of a, of, of a guy who's abused and needs to get revenge as falling down into is. the world and this vendetta with Thomas that's what it's like it was like every like that's why I think that it could have been spaced out well and it was a great premise the hate for Thomas Wayne and how that is his fuel and like well yeah the reason that he don't like me is his daddy was bad to everybody and I was going to expose him you know, if it was been kind of that kind of thing, like I knew that his dad was up to no good. That's why he wants to get me, mm-hmm. like something like that, where the Joker has some kind of motivation, you know, besides just this, because it had been a deeper plot. If he was like, yeah, and that's why I hate the Waynes. Something like that, I think could have encompassed it better. And it was like a lot of good movie um, sitting sitting up under there. Mm-hmm. What do you all think about um, him even getting the gun in general? You know, like how he got it from yeah. Remus. Plot. I mean, it's just it's just a plot moving forward. Yeah, it just didn't <laughs> make you know, sense. You know, you know what? It goes back to what you said at the beginning, though, because in my mind, I can make it up in this script and and do some re edits where he it, it, and you go through and you find out that he just stole the gun, but he right. just makes a whole thing of that this guy gave it to him and he bought it from him, but he really stole it. Yeah, and like this becomes this long thing where it could have been this long prose of all these different evil things he did, but he made himself 
or made you believe that as the listener to the story that this is what happened. Yeah, that sounds I more feel interesting. Like, <laughs> I feel like he just, it, it was, I think it was bad writing on that. Like, he needed a reason to have beef with Remus. Yeah, because that was like right. a real weak yeah. beef for me to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Like, when he killed him, like, I had to go back through their history and I was like, well, why is he doing this? Why is he mad? Yeah. 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 Why did he kill him? Because that's why I thought he was going to kill the little man because I just thought he was just killing anybody in general. I thought he's just on mm-hmm. overload mode. I'm just killing yeah. anybody. Like, I didn't think it was morality to it. Can I also, while well, we're on this, yeah. the whole thing with the little man. Yes. Uh, okay, first of all. That I'm was not, funny. Though. I'm not going to lie. That I, was I, funny. I did laugh at it. <laughs> I did funny. laugh It was at the it. only moment of light but, in the entire but, movie. But what, what, what fucks me up is it's the only moment of laughter. But then afterwards, I thought of it. And I was like, this is a movie that says that Joker became the Joker because everybody kind of laughed at him and everybody stomped down at him and picked on him. And it's a, it's the message of the movie, I, I, I guess. But while you have this movie, then this movie also has a little person that the movie makes fun of. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, so this movie's trying to give this like really unclear message not to pick on people below you while it picks on this guy. <laughs> and and I did laugh at it, but no, afterwards... That, that part was funny. Yeah. Because I kind of, it is, it's kind of messed up to a certain extent. Because one of my homies said, "Man, you just seen too many movies." Because I kind of had a feeling that was gonna happen, like when he's coming around the corner, like, "Yo, yeah. that top lock is gonna be locked." Yeah, yeah, with the, with the chain, the chain on, on it. Like, yeah, that's what I would think would be funny if you had uh-huh. the chain, top chain lock. Yeah, and he can't get out. And he's got like, "Hey, man, can you let me out?" Yeah, <laughs> but I thought he was gonna stick him, stick him though. I was mm-hmm. probably thinking like, "I'm gonna tease you out." So then that didn't make sense to me of him them killing Remus though. Mm-hmm. Like I would have been a little bit more of an egregious reason egregious reason because Remus sounded like he kinda looked out for him in general. He but he didn't though because Yeah, he, because the cops came and he yeah. was like, nah, you know. Yeah, and he and then he instead of saying like I don't know how he I don't know, it was the, the whole thing was messy. Whole thing was messy. Um um, it was that was the most suspenseful part of the movie for yes. me though. Where I was like, "Oh my god, please don't, please don't." It, it was like the only part. It was it was interesting. It was the only yeah. part there was any suspense whatsoever. I thought. I, I thought mm-hmm. that yeah. it, in the, you know the, the girlfriend sequence as he beats. Um, <laughs> but besides that, this movie was like really like like lacking of any sort of suspense at all or any sort mm-hmm. of like consequences. So let's let's um, go into his this his big scene with Robert De Niro in mm-hmm. the, the comedian uh, situation where he's like supposed to be this comic. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, actually, let's we can go back to him being trying to do comedy at first when yeah. we find out the Zazie Beats wasn't there for real at all. This and it's, maybe and it goes maybe back to bad writing, and you you really put the kind of linchpin because I was like, man, is he think did he think he was really funny? And this guy is basically exposing exposed him, where he was like, "Yo, I was really funny, but you you just don't like it." Yeah, it seemed like if you know, since the movie walked us through and, and it saw that you saw that Zazie Beats was his was his imagination. I guess you can say that scene, even though he was bombing, he in his mind he was killing it because she was the yeah she was laughing, mm-hmm. so that's what he was seeing. Yeah. So yes, I think that he thought he was doing well and especially like later on when De Niro's trashing him on the TV it seemed like a shock it seemed like a surprise to him and who had the secret well, camera in there in yeah 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 and especially I know in that was right. like, you know how big of a camera you'd have to have I was there? thinking like, yeah. like, well I mean so comedy shows probably were recorded so I'm, I wasn't yeah. that bothered by that but I, I have no doubt that 
Like yeah. this wasn't like you know, I don't know. This wasn't uh, Eddie Murphy. Well, no, I mean you summer. see you see old material of like comics, you know, doing a stand up. Like yeah, these are guys that are pretty well but, known people. Though. But I thought, I mean, you know, I think some of it is footage when they weren't well known. Is my point? That's true. But no, I, I mean, I have no doubt that people were laughing at him. <laughs> they just were him. laughing at him, yeah. not at his jokes. So he may have perceived that, too, as, the, you know, them thinking that he was funny instead of pitiful. During that scene, my buddy leaned over and he was like, still better than Dane Cook. <laughs> like, oh. During his bombing of his comedy. Oh. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, oh. yeah. <laughs> true, though. <laughs> it was true. Um but yeah, yeah. So I think in his mind, he he killed it. I think. Mm-hmm. And do you all think that the one of the dopest parts of this film though was his joke book to me? Yeah, I actually I liked, liked the, the joke, joke book, book too. I liked the joke book. Yeah. And the idea where he said like, uh, people only what did he what did he say like, people only understand me when I die. Like people will respect me more when I'm dead, or no, I live more when I'm dead. He said, "I just hope my death makes more sense." Since or my, my life. life make more hang on let me get it I have it um, I just hope my death makes more sense than my life you said my life makes more sense he said I, I just hope my death makes more sense than my life and sense was spelled like C-E-N-T-S like money yeah so and that's the thing is that he really died when he became a joker becoming this other guy Mm-hmm. So that's why he's like it makes sense now I am the joke yeah so what do you think um, the purpose of spelling sense was Inspe- in- instead of spelling it S-E-N-S-E which would have been the proper way to yeah. spell it why does he spell it like C-E-N-T-S that's a I don't know that's a that's a good question I, I couldn't I can't figure that one out Paul um, took a bathroom break we can circle back to you, him um, when he comes anything, back did you see from him with that with call with referring. Did you see anything where people say anything about what that meant? No, I didn't. I I didn't look that up. My interpretation of it was taking it back to some sort of to to I guess the political message that it was trying to send about the rich not really caring about oh, the, the yeah the rich not really caring about people with mental health issues or not really caring about the poor. So maybe in my death death I can get your attention. Mm, that'll make sense because then it means the aristocrats, everyone else will know right. who I am and who we are. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is that they could have really amped up Gotham City because Gotham City is like a shithole mm-hmm. in general. And then you can even amp up because really Batman is an asshole in general himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the idea of Batman, I'm this rich dude, I'm going to go up and beat the shit out of people at night. And I'm going to beat the shot you enough where just before you die, but not let you die, so you can be locked up. And then I then be, hope you get out before I go whoop your ass again. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's just as equally fucked up as a joker. All of these people have delusions of grandeur. Yes. <laughs> and the joker, I don't I mean, and like, this is the Joker's film. I just, in general, I don't think we needed a Joker origin film in general, period. Mm-hmm. So that's what part of my score was kind of wavered, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. I say that. Paul, so, do you have any input on that? We were just talking sense, about what sense, the, sense the when you said, I hope, yeah, my death makes more sense than my life. What that, what that meant? No, I, I, I hated all the Joker's quotes because I felt like all the Joker's quotes were very um, much kind of spelling out the film to, to the okay. movie. Um, but while we're on 
Gotham. I think that was one thing that I really hated about um, the way that they depicted Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really got into the politics of the movie. If it's okay, we talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, is that it shows Gotham as this place where everyone is sort of like equally evil. <laughs> and it doesn't matter like what walk of life you're from, you're, you're equally evil. <laughs> and I feel like that might seem like a deep point of view to somebody, but in reality, it's the kind of point of view that doesn't really say anything at all. And I feel like... But that's how Gotham is kind of set up in the comics too, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so if that's what he's doing, if he just wants to make... But now, once again, I don't think he read the comics. So yeah. That's what, yeah, he didn't read the comics. Yeah, so. And if he wants to make a comic movie, make a comic movie. But he wanted to make... Like, essentially what Todd Phillips does in this movie is he makes he makes an urban grime film. So, like, like that was, like, the subgenre that was big in the 70s and the 80s. And he makes this urban grime film. And there were um, all kinds of like, great examples of, of those kinds of movies back in, back in those days. But they always like said something that, about what was happening. And what was interesting is like, um, you know, there was always like a politics behind all of those films. So when you think of the urban grime films, you think of um, like the ultimate like right wing urban grime movie is Death Wish. And it's this movie where the protagonist is justified in what he does and his, his, his family is killed and his wife is raped by people that he's going to get revenge on. And then the ultimate, I think, the left-wing uh, version of it is uh, Taxi Driver, where the protagonist is the villain, and it shows this guy as as somebody who's insane and somebody who is um, more of a loose cannon and more of a danger than than the people who are... He's are trying to go after. Yeah, he's go- going after. And I feel like that one's more of a commentary. I feel like what Todd Phillips wants to do is be both of those movies, but what he ends up doing is being neither of those movies. So he makes this movie that's so politically weak and it's so like free of commentary that it's this movie that is like... It, it says that like everybody is equally bad which in itself is i think it's just kind of a lame statement but it, you, you know you have the business guys who attack joker on the, the subway but you also have the minority kids who attack him at the beginning <laughs> and you have the woman on the subway who's rude to him you have like like everybody is like equally bad you have you have this kind of trump prototype and bruce wayne's uh father thomas wayne mm-hmm. and then you also but you also have the protesters and the protesters are carrying resist signs, right? And it, that's not a mistake, right? Everything that's in a movie is is, is planned and framed and lit, lit and shot. So it's not like an extra bought a resist sign. Todd Phillips intentionally did that, but these protesters are terrible, also. Right. And it was like this. It was like this point. It felt to me like um, I'm a political science major, and it felt to me like it was like this, like kind of like centrist person who whose only point they can make is like both sides are equally bad mm-hmm. and and they think that they're making a deep point but in reality they're making a really lazy point and they're making a point that that doesn't help anybody and that's what i felt like this movie was that you go into this movie and you're gonna see gotham and you're gonna see the people in it and no matter what you feel going into it you're just gonna feel that stronger so that's, that's a good point that's a good point it and like I feel like um, I feel like um, you know it, it's a movie. I read a review where the movie says it's somehow right wing, left wing, and anti right wing and anti left wing. It's like this movie that's just like this shotgun of political ideas that goes in a whole bunch of different directions. Yeah, because this guy is kind of attacking everybody. Yeah, to it, a certain extent, it is attacking everybody. But I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think today the answer of a movie is to attack everybody equally 
because I feel like there's a, a, a cause to our problems yeah. that are happening right now. And I feel like, um, I, I personally, I feel like it's, it's, it's Trump and, and his bullshit. And I feel like for this movie to say, oh, well, you are bad to Trump, but also say like, oh, but the other guys are bad too. Everybody's bad. Everybody's bad. I think they're kind of falling into these, these like talking points that is this way to kind of spread the problem around when, when I don't think the problem of today needs to be spread around. I think the problem is pretty singular. Singular, singular, singular route. So you, you, you're looking at it more of the idea of like have a stance and stick in that stance either if you're going to do it the left or the right. Yeah. Just stick in it. Pick one of the two. Don't try to please try both. To do it and trying to please everybody. Basically almost trying to please everybody. Yeah, he, he's trying to please everybody and that's what I hate about this movie is that the movie thinks it's smart. It thinks it's grimy. It thinks that, that, it, that it's like a real different movie from other comic movies. But it's really just cowardly in the fact that it won't take a stance. And if you want to take the Death Wish stance mm-hmm. and you want to be a right wing movie, I'll criticize you for making a right wing bullshit movie. But at least you took a stance. Yeah. <laughs> and but this movie will not do that. Like it's just like this movie that doesn't have anything to say. And Joker actually says in the movie. I'm not political. Yeah. And every single time he said that, he said it a couple times. Yeah. And every single time he said that, I was like, dude, that's the director just hiding behind. Like, <laughs> like, like, like the director is scared. And his director is like, I'm not political. I'm not making any points, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's hiding behind. <laughs> behind the, by the Joker, the character. Yeah, exactly. So that was, that honestly is the thing that just pisses me off the most of this movie is getting cr- credit for being different than other comic movies. But in reality, it, it, it's not. I mean, I mean, it's actually like more cowardly than other comic movies because even like comic movies take a stand, and this one won't take a stand at all. Yeah. See, it's see the thing. Another thing that pissed me off a little bit about Todd Phillips, and he was like, he basically said he called Joaquin Phoenix, was like, "Yo, I got a way we can do a dope movie and get the funding for it, or whatever, and just go under the comic book guys." That was basically what he said. He basically tricked DC into doing it. Yeah. By saying like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get Joaquin Phoenix." And we don't have anything. We don't have to do anything and tie to anything that's going on with this the DCEU. We just do our own thing. Well, wasn't it originally supposed to be Scorsese and DiCaprio? It was supposed to be Scorsese producing. Uh-huh. And then, but Leo was set to play the Joker because that was the first rumor I well, yeah, heard. But that, but that Joker was going to be in the Joker going forward too, though. Oh, in the Robert was, Pattinson like, yeah, movies. Yeah. Okay. Which, which I wouldn't mind seeing this Joker with Robert Pattinson and Louis the Father on that one. I don't know how they do that. Uh, with the huge age difference, well, like this I, is the eighties. This was the, the, the Robert Pattinson's in the nineties. It's placed in the nineties. Oh, is it? I, no. I didn't know. It's placed in the nineties. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But but well, but the ch- he's still a child. Robert Pattinson is in in his early thirties, right? right? Yeah, but this is eighty one. This I movie is eighty one. So he's going to be like. Uh, it's just be like ninety five. So he'll no, he'll be like, walking, like no, he'll be like twenty six, twenty seven. It's like very beginning Batman. Okay, but I'm talking so about in this movie right here, this is supposed to be what, like 91, is it? No, this movie is 81. 81. This 81. 81. Okay, so 81. He's like 11 or 12. How, okay, so he's 11, 11 or 12. 12. Mm-hmm. And then oh. this, the next one's 95, so I'm saying he's 25 years old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that would be interesting as long as Matt Reeves directs it and they take it away from Tyler. Oh, no, Oaks. Matt Reeves is doing the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Matt Reeves got Matt As long like, as they I put Matt Reeves. If they put, but also, like, Joaquin has to, I guess. What drop eighty pounds every time he does a roll? I mean, I feel yeah. like I feel like it's physically. He's interactive. People think too. Well, no, because he's not on. Because I did think about that. He's not going to be on um, antipsychotics anymore. And so that was one of the things that I read uh, about yeah, why true. he was asked to lose so much weight because he's supposed to be on these drugs. He's not taking them anymore. He can gain the weight. 
Yeah, I mean, if he can gain the weight, he'll be good to go. If he can gain. But he's already gained it back. <laughs> yeah. But this movie is like so small scaled in, in in its violence and what it does. Like like the only people he kills are just like you know losers. Like like I, I, I can't picture this guy like this Joker. He wins in the world that he's in in that grimy underground New York world. But I, I can't imagine this guy taking on someone like Batman at least from this universe. I can't. You don't you don't think it would be. Like I feel like the Joker at the end of the movie, whatever he can kill, he can kill a, a female psychiatrist. Okay, good for you. Um, but like that guy then taking on Batman, I I don't feel like would be much of a fight whatsoever. Well, I mean, if we're gonna time hop fifteen years, I guess a lot could happen. Yeah. For him between. Yeah. Between yeah, yeah no, I think. I mean, I think you can. I mean, they already look like they're gonna have uh, the Penguin as the main character. As Huh. Well, I mean, okay, so then just going back to what I know about the Joker movies, like, he's not, like, fizz, he's never, like, getting into fist fights with Batman. They're all set up, like, jokes and, uh, like, booby yeah, he traps. Him, he and, can't fight, though. He can't fight. He yeah. just tries to use different other things to mm-hmm. try to set the, even it out a little bit, like, I'm going to get this, some of this smoke in your face, mm-hmm. you know, make you go crazy when you're seeing some different psychedelic yeah. shit, you yeah. know, but he'll, he'll fight you, though. But I mean, even if he doesn't fight and he just coordinates people mm-hmm. to fight, do you think the Joker at the end of this movie is any sort of entity that could take on a superhero? Um, I, I think he's just realizing his power, yeah. and that was something that I kind of liked. If we believe that the scene where he ha- has his arms stretched out on the cop car, I think he's realizing his influence. Yeah, I mean, I think they could put him in. So let, let, before, before we let's let's um, get into the. Last big titular scene with him and Robert De Niro. Oh yeah, <laughs> on his you know coup de gras. Um, and do you? Th- I do. I wouldn't. I was wondering. Like, I did. I don't know. I think it would have been more fitting maybe if Robert De Niro's character gave him the nickname the Joker directly to his face. It's like you call me the Joker. That's what I want to come out as. It would directly yeah. like. He'd be like, you should come out as a Joker. And like Robert De Niro coming up with the idea yeah, instead? Yeah, like you should come out as a Joker. And he'd be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was kind of forced. That would too. be that, that would be more because interesting. Because he said it already. And he was like, yeah. I said that? Like yeah. that made it like, oh wow, he didn't even know he said that. It'd be different if he'd be like, you yeah. are a Joker, man. You should come out to that name. How yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would have preferred that too. Or yeah. he introduced it to him, like maybe he came back later to uh, Mark Maron's character and be like, hey, I'm going to come out as the Joker. And I'm, I like what his suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be better. Also, Maron was like barely in this thing. Yeah, I heard he Well, I heard he didn't want to be in it. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what do you mean? I can't. I, there was just like one of the trivia notes I read on IMDb it, that he didn't. We didn't really want to be. It was funny. Is Phillips has been complaining about woke culture? You can't do comedies, and and Marin's been one of the guys who's been fighting back against yeah. it. And Marin's been like, actually, there's a really funny people who are working right now, and they can work around the perimeters. Yeah, exactly, because you're funny, you can work around yeah. stuff that's. Yeah. If the if the culture is moving this way, you can move, if you're smart enough, you work around. Yeah, yeah. the culture's moving. Uh, but, Mark Marin plug Glow. Do you have you guys watched Glow? No. no I, I love it. It's, I love it. You should watch it. Glorious ladies of wrestling. Yeah, I used to watch it as a kid. I used to watch it on uh, Channel 30. But to get back to that mm-hmm. last scene, um, I think my problems with that scene are one, one, I think De Niro's, 
De Niro's like really like bored in this movie. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I think De Niro. I don't I don't know what it is. I think Joaquin's great, but everyone else looks really bored, which makes me think that Joaquin just brought his performance and, and kind of did his own thing. And Todd Phillips can't direct anyone else. But um, you said Joaquin basically brought it. It's like bad, yeah. like the like LeBron James and your team. And yeah, exactly. And you're, and you're the coach, yeah. and it's like he's gonna drop thirty two, but I gotta coach these other guys. Yeah, these other guys, and I can't. And, and when it's Todd Phillips, you can't coach other guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like like I think Joaquin is excellent in it but I give no credit whatsoever to walk, uh, to uh, Todd Phillips about that um, because everyone else I mean how do you direct a bad performance from Robert De Niro that's impressive uh, but but he, he manages to do it and I feel like that final scene De Niro is kind of sleeping in it and I just felt like the scene was just W- w- was just false like, like like the whole argument they had was false and then yeah. they did they did things that you're like told not to do in, in like writing class like you're not supposed to like say things to each other that the audience has already seen so when Joaquin's like you laughed at me you made fun of me on TV I was like we've already seen that you don't need to explain that <laughs> and yeah. and I don't know that whole scene and then when he when he shoots him at the end of that scene I was already just so annoyed with it. Then I was just like, I wish he had just skipped all that. Yeah, and just, just shot him. him in the head. Yeah, it just made it because we we understood as an I agree with you. We understood as an audience at that point why he was doing what he was doing. We he could have saved that whole back whole and forth, situation. especially since I I know like censorship wasn't what it is now, and like there's the time delay. But that whole conversation, that back and forth, still I don't think would have no, happened. That had been something somebody said like happened in some outtake. Like man. Uh, you know, Don Rickles got into it with uh, Johnny Carson. Nobody knew about it because they cut off the cameras. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what it would have happened in 81. Like, well, you know, I mean, I'm just talking about the whole, like, Robert De Niro even entertaining the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, like, why didn't they just stop it and call the police? Like, why did this guy who the city has been looking for admit to the crime? And, uh-huh. and then of, you like, have a five-minute conversation a five minute after conversation that. trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, why are the police even acknowledging that this conversation needs to happen? Why aren't the police just right. storming this? stage and then even then like me as a talk show host and you know and I'm, i mean i'm even just thinking like if i'm deposing somebody and they admit to me that they murdered somebody and they're about to tell me why i'm on my way out yeah right. i don't really care <laughs> why you did it i don't want to hear it like, Dude, i mean is this, uh, yeah that's yeah that's like what and he's a man like yeah i killed all those guys uh-huh and he's like whoa 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 i don't like you know any i think any host would be like hey we're gonna be right back yeah exactly and be you like know. i don't know if i should believe you or not and the fact that de niro just believes him right away and he's like okay let's yeah, and first of all talk about like, it come on man quit playing be like no i really did it and maybe if he gave me some deal oh, hey hold on y'all uh, we'll be right back we'll be right back with yeah. the, you know late late show <laughs> yeah um uh, bring out anybody got who's the animal person like you know everybody <laughs> somebody bring like, animal people bring them crocodile out crocodile is he popular then yeah um, I, but Joaquin Phoenix did a stellar job he's oh, gonna yeah. um, he sold what he was given do you, yeah. do you think y'all think he's gonna get nominated for uh, I think for he will be nominated I don't know if he'll win I don't think he'll win I, I, you know I saw this uh, before I saw this um, the two best male performances I think I've seen this year mm-hmm. are uh, Leo from um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Kelvin Harris Jr. from Loose. And I, I think that Joaquin's good, but I don't think he's necessarily better than those two. I think he's just kind of in the mix. And they circle the circle. Yeah. And then there's like all kinds of like performances that have kind of hit the, the, the um, festival circuit that our people are, are like really talking about. Mm-hmm. And you have The Irishman that comes out next, yeah, week, uh, next month. On Netflix, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, De Niro. I mean, talking yeah, about Pacino. De Niro. Yeah, Pacino. Yeah. yeah. But De Niro is the one I'm hearing that might be nominated. 
there's this movie called uh, uh, Marriage Story that, that's doing pretty well, and Adam Driver is the main star of that. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I love Adam Driver. That. Yeah, keep yeah, about yeah. And, and so it's uh, directed by Noah Baumbach, and it's really it sounds fascinating because Noah Baumbach right now is married to Greta Gerwig, but he used to be married to Jennifer Jason Leigh, and he and oh. Jennifer Jason Leigh had a really amicable divorce. And the movie is about their divorce. And it, even though he's married to um, Greta Gerwig now, Jennifer Jason Leigh like, signs off on this movie. And she says that this movie really displays that they're peaceful. Yeah, Harris really talks about a real breakup from a yeah. real place. Yeah, and it sounds like fascinating. And I hear that that Driver's great. And then um, uh, Adam Sandler might be uh, nominated because he's got uh, the new uh, Safdie Brothers movies, which is called Uncut Gems. The Safdie oh. Brothers who did... Um, mm-hmm. Who did uh, um, um, Good Time with Rob Pattinson? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it, there are like a lot of good performances that are coming out, and I think that Joaquin will be in the mix, but I don't yeah. think he's going to be the front runner win. Yeah. The only reason I would think maybe he would win is because this will be the fourth time he would be nominated by the Academy. Uh, maybe they feel the, like they the owe him something. Old, um, um. Uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's so young for that. I don't know. Oh, not at the, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, somebody. I saw somebody, man, getting real greedy. Somebody, he's been living on River Phoenix his life, his whole career. Oh, that's, that's I was like, oh man, that's that's low, man. <laughs> that's. Oh, I mean, that, that, no, I mean, he's he's surpassed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have said that twenty five years ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, uh, but he's killing, been killing it, like. I remember when I went to see Walk the Line, I was like, damn, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't give a fuck about Johnny Cash, but this makes me give a fuck about him. I've downloaded some Johnny Cash mm-hmm. right yeah. after that. Like, yeah, no, he was spectacular in that. <laughs> Have you seen um, I Was uh, Never Really There? Yes. That is, yes. I think, I mean, I think Joaquin is excellent. Joaquin in kills it in that. But, but yeah. I, I mean, he's great in the Joker, but, but in Joker, but I think he's just as good as in, in that movie too. And uh, that movie would, like, I feel like that also deals with a lot of the same themes that Joker deals with. And it was just done so much better. So whenever people talk about the Joker, I try to tell them, I try to steer them t- towards that movie instead. Well, see, you know, I think Joaquin's going to win. You do. The reason I said, not necessarily because he has the best performance, but because of the optics of the setup of this. If, if you, People if who in, lose a lot of weight to do roles win Oscars. You, oh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, but uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just going off this yeah. even the people you named. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't necessarily like the way that um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood flipped the premise at the end of it. Yeah. Like how everyone was expecting the, the Manson family thing to go the way it does in real life. I think a lot of people weren't ready for that that flip. Yeah. So I think that's going to hurt him. I mean, I thought it was awesome. And I think, no, no, no. no. I, I, <laughs> I liked it, it too. I was fine yeah. with it, but I'm talking about like how someone going in just thinks like it's going to be the Manson family murders all over again. It ends up, you know, this crazy yeah. situation going on at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also look at it from Joaquin's that they can say that, yeah, we gave a comic book movie an Oscar. Someone in a comic book movie an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And validate comic book movies to a certain extent, or say, or for the people that that say comic books should have been nominated, well, we gave you one, like kind of yeah, like yeah. how you do black people when they give you an Oscar. <laughs> it's like well, we gave you a consolation one. prize. Yeah, we gave y'all one. Yeah, so y'all can shut up, shut up, man. We gave y'all one. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, and it sucks that if they want to do that, this is the movie they do it on because I think Endgame is much better than this movie. Yeah. And then last year, I thought Black Panther was much better. So yeah. it's just like if you're looking for a movie to do that, you've I had mean, other. Dark Knight. I mean, you're talking about yeah, movie? yeah, like. Did I mean, did Heath Ledger posthumously yeah, he, win? Yeah, he won. Yeah. Okay, and that's that was a death that was a death tax. 
But that was. Uh, I don't think they would have gave it to him if he didn't die. It was supporting too. So. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Not, yeah. Okay. Just like I think Brad Pitt went supporting for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think that's a. Shoe I think that's always a. Yeah. Kind of sold. That's it's kind of locked down, right? Is it, his, it is his time finally. No, yeah. I think he's just locked down. I think it's already locked down. I don't think nobody else is. Really it's like I, when Viola Davis was in Fences. Like nobody yeah. else needed to show up. <laughs> We'd already seen all this stuff. I, I think we're talking about Oscars. I think that Hollywood's going to win Best Picture. Um, you think so? I think it'll win Best Picture. But I think what the, the Academy will do is they'll do that thing where they split picture and director. So when they mm. really sign off on a movie, they give it picture and they give the director Best Director. But I feel like this is a case that they're going to give Hollywood Best Film but not Tarantino Best Director. And they don't like Tarantino. I think they'll pick something else. He's, you know, I think they think he's obnoxious, yeah. or or maybe yeah. they don't think Hollywood is good enough. The um uh, movie that everybody's talking about, and it's going to be the best movie of the year, is this movie called Parasite. Have you heard about this? I haven't. It, is, it hasn't come out yet. I cannot fucking wait for this movie to come out. I have heard. Maybe I've seen the I, I saw uh, one person. I read one person who was talking about it, and they said it's the best movie they've seen in the last twenty years. Really? But that's. That's heavy. It's, a, it's a South Korean movie. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. And it's directed by this guy named Jong Bong Ho, who has directed some just really fascinating Korean movies over the years. And but apparently this is his masterpiece. And it's gonna be this but but giving like a foreign language film like that best film is is Did Crouching Tiger get it? Crouching Tiger did not get it. I think Crouching Tiger was, was one of the ones Wait, no, what beat Crouching Tiger? Hold on, hold on, hold on. But it got, like, Best Supporting or something, too. Crouching Tiger was nominated. I don't think it won. Okay. But um, Parasite is um, um, a South Korean movie that will that is supposed to be so great that it'll probably be that director wins. This is my prediction. That director wins Best Director, and Tarantino's movie, Ooh, Hollywood, movie? wins Best Movie. That's what I ultimately think. Because none of these other movies are really, like, necessarily blowing people away. Yeah, this has been a, not been the best year for movies. Yeah. Mm-mm. I hope they dominate Dolomite. Oh my Dolomite, I hear it's pretty good. No, I heard it's good. No, really? you're laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm halfway serious. Okay, <laughs> I've heard it's supposed to be good, man. What, what's your favorite movie you've seen this year? Oh man, Us. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is it? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Us. I, I yeah, agree. mine is Us. I, I agree with Us. If mm-hmm. if I was in control, you, you was think, you think, Us. You think, you think they won't give it uh, give Us a, a nom- nomination at least? I think Lupita will be nominated. My guess is Lupita gets a nomination for best uh, and, and actress, maybe actress. Jordan gets a, an original screenplay nomination, mm-hmm. which is he a, might get a director nomination too. Oh God, I hope so. I mean, I mean, like, if it was up to me, it would win everything because I'm not because, kidding. Like, because, us is a masterpiece. No, 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 no. Us is yeah. good, and like it's like we're talking about good writing. Like they give you deeper things to think about. Exactly, and you and it's like questions, but it's like yeah, debatable questions. Like we can have a discussion yeah. about. Like if you were to compare Joker to Us, they're both genre films. Like they, they're not like these serious kind of hoity-toity movies. They're they both play in the genre, but the way that Peel gives you things to talk about and really mm-hmm. taps on things that are happening in America, as opposed to Phillips, who just gives you just sort of a bunch of half-baked ideas that don't really mean anything. I think if you compare those two. Us is just unquestionably oh, the yeah. better movie. Absolutely, I agree. It, with and that. it also it, it'll make you see how bad Joker is because Joker <laughs> wants to hide behind the fact that it's just a genre movie. It's just a comic book movie uh, when it's time to hide behind it. But other times it wants to toy itself. It says, then it's, 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 it's important. Like it's this movie that went to Venice and it, and, and and they're doing an Oscar push behind it and, and the fucking director's comparing it to do the right thing in Clockwork Orange but so when it's time to do that they do that but when it's time to protect themselves they say hey, that's a comic book movie and, and I think that Us is an example of a movie that plays in genre that is just fucking brilliant and, and doesn't have to hide behind it yeah I love I love it man I love it Raven final thoughts Raven 
Um, final thoughts. Um, so one. Did the score go up or down? It, it's. I think it went down a little bit. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I do. I think it went down. Um, Joaquin was brilliant. Um, he yeah. was by far my favorite piece of this film, and um, I loved that he acted with every inch of his body. I I loved the dancing scenes, mm-hmm. which I interpreted as him coping with the you know, part of his coping mechanisms for the shit he was going through. Um, and I, I've been trying to force a point of this movie which is why you know every plus everything we've already talked about that you know i didn't love love it um and the best thing i can come up with is you know the scariest thing is the monster that we all create oh man thank you for coming on man. oh yeah no. man, you were awesome on this man. no this is a blast and, and and i love talking about film so uh, i love doing this yeah, shit so final thoughts, man. um i i feel like um I, I, you know what I'll, I'll get into some positive stuff um what raven mentioned is true i i do like um i, I kind of like the, the fact that joaquin gave what, what i think is essentially a silent film performance and, and it's kind of predicated by him watching Charlie, uh, Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah. and the fact that he can't talk is his form of communication that he wants to do which is stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and he has to uh, sort of abandon that and, and he turns to dance and I also like how his physical performance has went from like being like kind of uncoiling from that beginning stuff where he was mm-hmm. just like a ball to and being like, like more expressive yeah I mean more expressive yeah. and being more so I, that was you know part of the reason I, I give it a two but ultimately I think this movie is a mess and I <laughs> and I think this movie saw I, like, like basically this movie this movie just makes me want to watch the movies that it saw and it wants to be like like, like when i left this yeah. movie i was like god damn taxi driver is a great movie yeah this movie's not yeah. and so i think that's my um final thought on that um i'm still at 3.5 maybe sliding closer to a three but i still thought it was a decent film it was solid it wasn't nothing crazy but i think it's overthinking things and I think some people talking about it's 10 out of 10 and 5 out of oh, 5 no. can go suck them rocks because that you're smoking. <laughs> um, because it's it's not that. It's almost Inceptionist. Like, try, I, I felt like almost like it's trying to be like Inception, but in Gotham City. Like, mm. oh, is everything not real? What's real? What's fake? You know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that necessarily. It didn't make me think or discuss anything. Like, when you talk about us, it made you like, man, that whole time was this. But it didn't reveal everything to you mm-hmm. for you to think something was one way. Mm-hmm. But it revealed enough for you to have a debate about it and be able to discuss what you thought was going on. Yeah. And you know, one thing I told Raven, and, and, and I, we were talking about this before the show, yeah. but one of the reasons that, that we talked about, we hated the movie Crash. It was this movie. <laughs> Crash was this movie that thought it was about racism, but the only point that it was making is that everybody's equally racist. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. That's the only stupid yeah. point that movie was making. And I feel like that was the only point this movie was making. Has is- the director of Crash done anything else? Do I? Didn't he tell us the director of Crash? I don't remember. The director of Crash, he did. Um, yeah, he did a couple of things afterward. He wrote Million Dollar Baby, which, oh, really? which uh, Clint Eastwood directed. Oh, okay. And then he did um, um, Valley of... Eli, I think it was called. It was a movie with Tommy Lee Jones, and then that was it. The director of Crash was really big into Scientology. And, oh, really? And oh, he, he got lost got, in like, that world. Yeah, he oh, got lost in that world, and, oh. and he's kind of go off the radar now. Into the clear. Yeah. Uh, Paul Hagus, that's his name. Paul Hagus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know he got into the Scientology. That's even better. I can't wait till he comes out and do a movie about it. It'll be called Into the Clear. Yeah. Um, I like I said, uh, three and a half for me. Um. Thank y'all for listening as always, man. Like I said, man, Paul, thank you. Plug all your stuff, man. 
all yeah. your uh, social medias, everything people can hit you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at PC Hib on Twitter. Um, and then I think the most important thing is just to follow the documentary because this movie is going to be awesome. And um, we are working our asses off, and, and the people who are our subjects are, are, are pouring their hearts out. So I really think this is going to be the movie I make that goes um, the most places. So if you want to follow it again on Facebook, it's Here's to Us, or just go to the website, Here's to Us.com. Raven, where can everybody hit you up? Miss Culture. My page is no longer private. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just go straight on, see what I've got going on. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you uh, hit us up, Lando Calpod on Instagram, uh, Lando Calpod on uh, Twitter and on Facebook as well. And our email is LandoCalpod at gmail.com. Thank y'all for sticking in with us. Uh, we got a lot of um, we gonna fuck you up if we see you in your streets emails. I don't appreciate those. Um, Wait, who sent that? Uh, we have one listener that had a whole thing against both podcasts for a while. We both took breaks on the auto podcast for a second oh wow yeah you uh fuck you, you remember yeah you remember the episode <laughs> of martin where he had lost when he lost his job yes well it was like a series episode they had him unemployed for a minute but um he had got a job as a, a post a post office mm-hmm. work for post office so he comes back to gina's house and she's like baby did you quit in the middle of your job with all this man he's like no these are all my bills oh. <laughs> and then he's like look at all these bills gina he was like first notice Second notice, don't let me catch your ass in the streets <laughs> notice. <laughs> and so they sent us the clip of, don't let me let you catch your ass in the street notice. What the were podcast. they mad about? we hadn't did a pot, another, oh, another podcast. Oh, that's why y'all are mad. <laughs> Sorry, we're back. Yes. Um, if you have anything you want us to do, we, uh, you know, we still say we're going to do this plug love. Yeah, man. Plug love soon. is going to happen, man. Look, if plug <laughs> love, we're going to have to do that one on video. Yeah, we can we can record that. Yeah, we go out to the studio and do that one on video. Man, okay, you know? <laughs> all right. And, and, and slicing clips, slicing clips from Plug Love. Um, I got a hookup maybe with the director too. Oh really? So you know the director is the dude that played the chubby dude. That's the director. Really? That's the director. Okay. All yeah. right. He has a series of good hood flicks. Mm-hmm. If you want to dive into a deep hole of great hood flicks on Amazon. Start a plug love, and Amazon would automatically think you're black, and it will just give you all the different hood movies indirectly off after that. <laughs> It'll mess up all your algorithm after that. I know. I was about to say, Adrian. Adrian yeah. Sadler. Thanks oh, for that on, Amazon, Amazon algorithm. Oh, so you use on Adrian's Amazon? No, no, no. On my mind. I'm saying Adrian works for Amazon. Yeah. He's an operation team. Unless you're doing that, Adrian, on the low end. I didn't know. We need, to, we need to get this a little bit better with this algorithm, man. We need smart stuff, too. Um, but no, thank y'all for listening as always. And once again, Paul, thank you for coming on. Man, you got to come on for another one. Man. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Let's come on for one where you want something you like more. <laughs> yeah, we should do something horror themed. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Maybe the Halloween end of the month. A Halloween, Halloween. a Halloween movie. Yeah, let's come back. Yeah, Halloween. I mean Suspiria, 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 Suspiria. Man, I want. Maybe that'll be our next is, is, one. Am I gonna be scared of this man? Um, you know, it, it's a little bit dated. It, 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 I don't know how scared you'll be, but if you um, just I'm get, conjuring, just get really high first, and then you will okay, love it. Okay, no, okay. But 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 I, it, it is kind of movie that it's really unsettling. So if, if unsettling shit makes you no, creeped no, no, out, it's like monsters, like straight monsters. Yeah, Not like anything. anything. He's scared of dumb shit. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what we'll do then. We'll bring you back in the for the Halloween edition. I know Raven is big in Halloween. Yeah, um, I would love so, to. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank y'all. You. Thanks, y'all, listening. Peace.